I'm Erica. And I'm Stephanie. And this is the Are You New Here podcast. Yay! This is a podcast of pop culture literacy. I'm the host who knows way too much about pop culture, and my sister Stephanie knows basically nothing. Mm -hmm. The goal is to educate Stephanie on some particular pop culture reference so that she and you can better understand all those pop culture nuggets that are referenced out in the world and casually dropped into conversation. Well, today, Erica, we have a very special episode. Uh, It's kind of like after school special. We have a guest with us today, which is very exciting. But should I tell us about the sponsor before we get into that? Yes, let's let's hear about our sponsor. Okay, the sponsor of this episode is the Holy Trinity. Seriously? Wow. Seriously. You know we're Jews, right? <laughs> well, it's the Stephanie Holy Trinity. <laughs> Chocolate. <you> wanna... <laughs> yeah. What else? Um, <laughs> iPhones. No, come on! Don't be crazy. You want me to tell you? <laughs> well, we know what's chocolate, obviously. <laughs> chocolate, cheese, and coffee. The Holy Trinity. Without which, I couldn't function, and thus, there would be no podcast. Those are two of the three words I learned when we went to Paris. Is that so? What was the third? Bathroom. <laughs> it wasn't uh, Shut Up Sister, who was being a massive pain in the ass? No, that was only when we were in London. Also, you were only annoying our mother. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point. Ferme la bouche. That means shut your mouth. But that is not what we're here to discuss today. Today, we are here to discuss a topic that I will let Erica introduce. But first, I will say that we have a guest with us, and our guest is Brian. Brian, say hello. Hello, Erica and Stephanie. Thank you for having me. Oh, our pleasure. You're very welcome. I'm very excited to have you here. We've already gone off the rails. It's been two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of our brand all right well erica why don't you tell us what our topic is and then we'll let brian educate us and as is usually the case when we have a guest the guest will know a lot of stuff about the topic erica will know a lot about the topic because she knows everything and i as usual will know nothing so our topic today is an excellent one (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm gonna use a lot of x puns sorry do it it is the X-Men. Yay. That's about as authentic as uh, baseball crowds this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Brian is an X-Men expert. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but before we, we hear about Brian's expertise and what actually there's to know about the X-Men. Should we find out what Stephanie knows about the X-Men? I think this will be fun. Okay. All right. So I have a complaint first. Mm -hmm. My first complaint is that shouldn't they be the Y-Men? I mean, X is generally considered to be the female chromosome. So I feel like they should be the Y-Men. So most people's complaint is that they're the (laughs) X-Men and not the X-People because they encompass all genders. They mm-hmm. just, but I will tell you why they're the, you know what? No, I won't tell you why they're the X-Men. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that later. Yeah, There's a reason. Let, let, it has nothing, it it's yeah. not related to genetics. <laughs> I mean, the X-Men in general are related to genetics because yeah. they're mutants, yeah. but the reason they're called they're the X-Men mutants? is not. Oh my God. <laughs> we really oh have to God. go back to square zero. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I knew that. I knew that. Okay. 
All right, so fine. So they have a stupid name and they're a group (laughs) of people who are mutants. I am aware that they have some kind of a mutation. I have seen one-ish, maybe two, of the movies. I am not aware of any of the other flavors of X-Men, so I don't know about comics or whatever although i feel like did we when we went to universal did we do an x-men thing no No. (laughs) was i in the same trip as you i don't think they have an x-men ride there what am i thinking of no spider-man ride oh yeah spider-man that's different we did an episode on that we did and i tweeted the shirt i got there and people loved it that one person went crazy over it yeah i know it's true okay all right focus so so they're a group of people and they are mutants and that gives them some sort of ability, right? So like yeah. there's the one with the white hair who can uh-huh. make storms happen, right? Yeah. Do you know what her like, name is? It's Hurricane. Yeah. No, it's, right. I know yeah. that. Storm, it's yeah. not Storm? It is no, it Storm. Is. Yeah. It's not Hurricane. Is, come on. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, uh, there's, there's Dr. Mm-hmm. Magnet, Magneto, Mag- mm. Magnetic. Mm-hmm. And he and he's Patrick Stewart, so that's important. That also. is incorrect. Yeah. Oh, it's incorrect. You sure? Okay, yeah. Well, we'll get back. We'll get back to that. In a minute. Um, and then there's Rebecca Romaine Stamos, who I guess is now just Rebecca Romaine, and she wears a blue outfit, and she can shape shift, oh, right? Sure. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know what her name is. And then there's James Marsden, who has one eyeball, right? Like, no. Oh. Yeah, sort of, sort of, sort of. I mean, he doesn't have one eyeball, no, he wears a visor. Sort of. But it's like one eye, isn't yeah. it? Okay, whatever. He, anyway, has two okay. Lasers. he doesn't have two lasers coming out. Right? Yeah, thank you, Brian. One, one laser. laser, one eyeball laser. Okay, <laughs> and then there's, uh, wait, but this is my favorite one. Then there's Wolverine, and Wolverine Ooh. is the one I know the most about. Oh, yeah. So he's the one whose body is made of animantium. Is that Adamantium. Right? Very close. I, I was very close. Okay. So, right. So they, he, someone did an experiment on him because he like heals amazingly quickly. And so they took out his skeleton and I put in this like crazy steel animantium made up metal thing. But anyway, the thing about why he's called Wolverine is because he's really hairy and he has these claws that come out, which must hurt. Like whenever I look at them and I'm like, ow, but the, the most important thing about him is that he is Hugh Jackman and we saw him on Broadway mm-hmm. in Boy From Oz and Dude Can Tap Dance. Yeah. Yep. I think it's that's important. it. That's important. Yep. So I score <laughs> that like a 50%. 50? That's pretty good. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. It's generous. It's generous for sure. Yeah. Wait, wait. Uh, one more thing. One more thing. So the guy who's not Patrick Stewart, the, the wheelchair guy, he's he's... Is he the bad guy or he was a good guy? Oh, there's a school. Wait, okay. Mm. I know there's a school, right? And they find mm. these kids. Mm. It's kind of like Harry Potter. Mm. And they find the kids who have the mutation and they send them to the school and they learn how to harness their power and fall in love with other ex-kids. Mm. I mean, that, half, that's half right. part is optional. That part is optional? Okay, all right. Anyway, okay, that's all I know. I'm done. Goodbye. So you're, you're conflating two characters. Characters, and I, I think that I think that Brian might have an aneurysm. Um, <laughs> so you're, you're conflating Professor Charles Xavier, who was played by Patrick Stewart, who is in a wheelchair, who heads the Xavier Institute, and Magneto, yeah. who's a completely different person. Yeah. <laughs> 
who's played by Ian McKellen, yeah. and in, in the earlier movies, it's, it's complicated, and yeah. is not, in fact, Patrick Stewart, a no. different human, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So very good, mm-hmm. oh, no cigar, but close. So what do you want to do first, Brian? Do you want to answer my questions? Do you want to talk a little bit about the X-Men first and your how you came to X-Men? Or do you want to dive into some questions as an icebreaker? They're easy to cross. You know what? Why don't I just talk? I mean, I'm, okay. I'm so, so how I came into X-Men, I was, you know, a kid in junior high and, and uh, grew up in northern Arizona. Then there was the Prescott uh, newsstand. And every Thursday they had the comics that came out. And David Harbour was my best friend. And he did Avengers and I did X-Men. We had to stay in our lanes. And it was totally different things, right? The Avengers were like kind of awesome. Captain America, you had Iron Man, you had Hulk. And they were all sort of pretty beasty, like kind of awesome, objectively cool people. And the X-Men were like misfits, right? The X-Men were like kind of trying to hide. They like had this gifted school in Westchester County, New York, which is not a bad place to go to school, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they had these awesome skills, but they were sort of like outcasts, which I think for a lot of teenagers was sort of like, man, I kind of feel like that too, especially those of us who are reading comic books, that <laughs> this is like kindred spirits, right? So you're reading about, you're not Cyclops who has two eyes, but the lasers into one, as uh, Stephanie was talking about. You had Storm who had the white hair. She was pretty awesome. She would, could fly and she could like make stuff happen. You had Wolverine who I guess he was a mutant, but then he had all that like crazy skeleton put into him. And then he was sort of always healing himself and he was pretty crazy. And there was the dynamic of Cyclops and Wolverine and Jean Grey. Jean Grey was called the Phoenix. She had this amazing power, which was more than she could actually handle. But if you think about like a high school dynamic, Cyclops was kind of like the cool football jack and Jean was sort of like the beautiful high school girl everybody wanted to date. And Wolverine was kind of the biker. And so like the sort of punk kid who was competing with Cyclops. It was all very high school. Then you've got Nightcrawler who's sort of, you know, he's like disappearing. You know, he's ghosting. He's the one who kind of invented ghosting. He could teleport. And then you had Beast who was like the big hands. And we were all kind of like growing out of our bodies. That was Beast, right? Like he could, he was like, he could jump around like a monkey. You're like, yeah, like I feel like my body's getting ahead of me here too. It was almost like a teenage thing, right? As you're reading these comic books. And then it sort of turned into these movies, which are I think equally awesome. And I think just talk a little bit more and Erica, feel free to stop so, me at any point. I, I don't wanna I, I don't wanna outrage yeah. so you can you yeah. can refuse yeah. to answer this question, but yeah, what, please, please, what era please. of X-Men were you reading? So when you're reading the comics, like what era was yeah. that the primary writers? It's okay if Yeah. You know, no, so that was it was like it. No, it was like early 80s, right? So I guess that sort of puts an age on me, but it was post, they're all wearing their sort of cute X-Men outfits and jumping around. It was like getting a little bit more serious and it was heading into that kind of what I called the DC effect, which everything started getting really serious and everybody started, whether it was in DC or in Marvel, people started dying, right? So, so it was that sort of, it was getting it was getting a little, more, a little bit more morose. Yeah, um, but no one ever really stays dead in comic books, so. Nobody stays dead, that's true. I guess we'll have to see after this latest Logan movie, right? If Wolverine comes back, but I think you're right. In comic books, that's absolutely true. Well, they're going to reboot the whole X-Men situation, so now that- It's going to be all new X-Men, right? And the new Mutants just came out. That's in theaters, and and 
the onion said they're not going to send a reviewer because it's too dangerous to go see the new mutants. So that's like, anyway, that's its all its own podcast. But yeah, I know. I was reading that about ten a review of Tenant. They're like, here's a bunch of reviews of Tenant, a movie you should absolutely should not see in a theater. <laughs> Right. Exactly right. Exactly right. Exactly right. But what was interesting around that around that time when when X Men it was like they were trying to figure out what to do. It had been around since the sixties, right? So Alpha Force was coming out, which was the sort of Canadian version of X Men, right? And New Mutants had just come out, so they're trying to figure out how do we do the next gen of this. And it was sort of like, where do we go? Is this thing going to stall out? And I think what happened. And maybe where you're going to take this, Erica, is all of a sudden they've got to do time travel. They've got to like go in different dimensions. I've got a thing here, Marvel 1602, right, where they travel back in time and they become like Cyclops as part of sort of the Salem witch time. They were sort of like, what what else can we do here? What sort of alternate reality is sort of like what you were talking about in the Spider-Man podcast, which is how do we sort of retell the story somewhere else? Because we sort of feel like we've kind of run out of runway here. Yeah, I'm not a huge comic book reader, although probably yeah. I've read more X-Men comic books than I have of any other type of comic. Yeah. And I came to X-Men through the cartoon in the 90s. So the, yeah. the one that was on Fox from 92 sure. to 97. And yeah. so, and that's, that's how I came Spider-Man as well, uh, the cartoon from that same era. But yeah. my first set of X-Men comics weren't traditional X-Men comics. They were, I don't know if you remember, in the early 2000s, Marvel did a reboot called The Ultimate Universe, right? Yep. Where, yep. So sure. I read a lot of Ultimate X-Men. Mm-hmm. And then I've read some other stuff, including the Joss Whedon run of Astonishing X-Men mm-hmm. from probably like the early 2010s. Yeah. So I'm not a huge comic book person. I certainly wasn't reading them in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. So there's been a lot of different flavors. And I think if you if you start to kind of do the research of how the X-Men have evolved, Marvel's evolved, the Avengers have evolved, you'll see X-Men who are X-Men heroes become X-Men villains. Like Stephanie had, had mentioned this character Mystique, who was like Professor X's kind of quasi-girlfriend when he was younger, if you watched X-Men First Class, and then she become on Team Magneto, right? So there's sort of... There's, I mean, there's was she his girlfriend? I feel like she was more like her sister. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair I, enough. I feel like <laughs> Mystique has that yeah. hero-villain thing going on. Yeah. So does Emma Frost. She kind yeah. of back in the forest. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and and, ar- and, ar- and arguably, Erica, like Magneto, when you get sort of Magneto's origin story of being sort of tortured by the human Nazis, you're like, yeah, I get it. I I, I get the I get why you hate human. I get why you want to destroy everybody. Why you don't want to live in harmony with all of them. I totally get it, which is kind of nice. Like a lot of these villains, you they're just kind of arbitrary villains. But Magneto, there's real cause there. But yeah, and and I think the other funny thing is you've you've got X Men who some point are part of Avengers or Avengers are part of them or Hulk jumps around as you follow the whole thing it's very difficult to be sort of a consistent X-Men expert because (laughs) everybody seems to come and go and what we have now in the movies is something that is compelling but it's not necessarily how the comics played out over past 50 years right yeah you know what's really interesting about it is that X-Men's really an allegory and like you said you know Mm -hmm. they're sort of these they're they're outcasts and it's been an allegory for lots of things right for for just the other right so mutant as other in the sense that Jews were other during the Holocaust, yeah. but also mutant right. as other for homosexuals, for yeah. other races, for yeah. just been used for lots of things. Anybody who is kind of other, and sometimes it's explicit, but mostly it's yeah. allegorical. Right. 
No, that's absolutely right. I think the kind of fun part of that within Marvel, I mean, you, you do have the superheroes who sort of are on the outside, but these guys clearly have something that's physically different from the rest of the kind of humankind, right? And how they deal with that, if they decide that with that, and they're treated badly by humans, do they take that and say, I'm still going to help humankind, or I'm going to turn against humankind? It's sort of an interesting question, right? And I think that's what X-Men continues to explore. And Professor X being a guy who's in a wheelchair, which, which is kind of amazing, right? From like 1965, the leader of this group is a dude who's in a wheelchair, which is great. It's never brought up. And it's never like, oh, you know, Professor X can't get up this because there's stairs. That never, ever happens. It's just like a completely normalized event, which I think is fantastic, right? And of course, in first class, we see how that all happens. But it's all, it's great. It's great. I, I think that's the sort of interesting kind of cultural tension of X-Men is that it's not just I put on a mask, I put on the I put on my, my Captain America outfit and I'm just like kind of invincible or I grab my hammer like Thor or I, I'm Iron Man and I'm just, you know, I'm so troubled because I'm so rich. You know, it's sort of <laughs> like I've got wings or I've got like an eye that if I don't have this mask and I'm going to like burn people or I'm rogue. If I touch somebody, I could kill them, right? Although I really love people, I can't actually embrace them because I'll, I'll be like a praying mantis and kill them. It's like real sort of real problems right as right, opposed like, to a lot of the marvel stuff where you don't have that a lot of the marvel stuff is you can take your costume off and you're done right you you go and you can be peter parker and you can go take pictures you can go back to high school these guys have the angel's wings where they have like, right like a lot of these <laughs> a lot of these powers are, are not good right there's yeah. something that's debilitating right Cyclops yeah. can't open his eyes without his visor because he, he will laser you to death right some of these people can't blend in they can't even look normal they're blue they have wings they're furry right you know right. They, can't, right. they can't just go to regular high school right, right. You know? exactly i don't know yeah. there are a lot of furry people in my high school <laughs> There were not. I attended your high school. Could be. Could be. Could be. Could be. So. No, but it's an interesting depiction of the outsider, right? But the outsider doing good, even though the insiders don't necessarily like them, they still understand that they want to protect and preserve this world. Right. And I think I was that, about that. Yeah. And, and I think that the philosophical differences between Professor X and Magneto are really interesting and substantive right yeah. it's not just like professor x is the good guy and magneto's the bad guy it's professor yeah. x is saying yes we're mutants yes we're different yes we're sometimes oppressed for that sometimes people are scared of us or treat us differently or mm -hmm. i don't know send giant robots called sentinels after us to try to right. you know stop us yeah. but we should still help humanity we have gifts and we can use these gifts yeah. to help people whereas yeah. magneto is saying look we're mutants we're better than them we're evolved mm -hmm. and the humans they do nothing but torture us they mm -hmm. hate us they treat us as others why should we help them we should exterminate them it's evolution like right. the daleks exactly no not exactly but similar so you know it's <laughs> it's evolution right you know it's, right. it's survival right, right, right. of the fittest right we, yeah, we're the yeah, next yeah. chain in, in human evolution and right. screw the people who didn't get the x gene right but there's something to be said for that when you look at how humans treated them right how humans treat other people right even mm -hmm. people who aren't mutants but also specifically how humans react to mutants right they want to have yeah. mutant registration they want to yeah. put these people they do something bad with their powers they want to put them in jail or kill them or melt them or you know. do we no. are we going to talk about how that's really really on the nose with the current political <laughs> environment or are we going to well not? i think uh, what's very sad is that it's it's been on the nose since 
the 60s. I think that, well, since forever, right? I mean, since, right. since white contact. I mean, so, so the, right, the, the X-Men was created yeah. in 1963. So what was going on in yeah. 1963? The, the civil rights movement, right? And we were talking yeah. about it's an allegory for racism. It's an allegory right. for homophobia. It's an allegory for yeah. being against people of a particular religion. It's, it's anything and everything. And because yeah. unfortunately, this is human nature, right? People suck. Yeah. <laughs> this is sad. I want to pick a different topic. Can we change no. it? No, no it's, it's not sad though. I think what's interesting about this is like you've got Professor X who's like all this, all this crap is happening, but we're still better than that. We want to rise up and save not only ourselves but humanity, right? Right. And it's a very altruistic perspective, which is not necessarily the easiest way to go. Like the Magneto perspective, of course, you get hit by a human, then you want to hit the human back, right? And so for a comic book, at least from my perspective, it just seems like it's kind of provocative, right? I mean, to, to sort of say this is not just like good versus bad. This is good in the face of everything being bad, right? Which is, is, is kind, of, kind of great. I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where to go with this apart from just being very impressed. Right. They're heroes, right? Despite all of yeah. them, they're heroes. And yeah. Professor X finds these young people who are struggling, who don't know how to handle their powers. It's also right. an allegory for puberty a little bit. Especially Beast. It brings them in and says to them, not only am I going to teach you how to control your powers, but if you want to, I'm going to teach you how to be a hero, how to help humanity, how to save people. Yeah. Even the people people who were jerks to you in high school, which was basically yeah. everyone. But then the other side of it is, yeah, Magneto has a point, right? It's not just yeah. he's the bad guy. He, he's yeah. the point. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's... He's a rational villain. He's a rational villain. I think what's interesting about the movie, so let's step away from the comics for a second, is you have, when they first started, there was the kind of, all right, so there's the X-Men, and then there's sort of the equally skilled, for for Wolverine, you'll have Sabretooth. <laughs> for, for, for Professor X, you'll have Magneto. You'll have the sort of comic book style matchups, right? And then it, it evolved beyond that into something a lot more interesting, a little bit dark with the Sentinels chasing them around and killing them wherever they went. That was kind of a little distressing. And then first class, it's kind of made it fun again. And I think it's that funness that's exciting. And, and, and I think that, the, and I know he's not part of X-Men, but Deadpool, the Deadpool effect of let's lighten up everybody. This isn't, we're, nobody's going to get an Oscar for this stuff. So let's remember that this is based on comic books. And I think that sort of refreshing feeling has been really great to make everybody want to go back and see these movies again, instead of going to see all the X-Men getting killed or all the Avengers getting killed. Did you, did you not see Dark Phoenix? <laughs> I did not see Dark Phoenix. <laughs> Maybe Dark Phoenix has not been exposed to, to dead, the Deadpool effect quite yet. <laughs> so, so here's a spoiler for a movie that came out last year. Yeah. Basically, Jennifer Lawrence was like, look, I'm a pretty big star now. I understand that I signed this contract, but I want out. So they mm -hmm. murdered her in like the first 15 minutes. Wow. Okay, well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, I mean, I don't know if that's really what happened, but yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. just like, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, I mean, what's interesting about the movies, it's unlike Spider-Man, where they just keep yeah. rebooting it and telling the origin story over and over with right. a different Spider-Man. Even right. these reboots of the X-Men are, are totally connected, right? Yeah. Be between setting them in the past and having younger versions of all the characters and then time travel mm -hmm. shenanigans, they're all completely connected. 
you know, I think that that's really kind of interesting and cool. And we'll see what happens. So I don't know if you know the history of the movie franchise, but basically what happened was in the 90s when Marvel was super duper broke, mm-hmm. they sold off well, their Well, maybe two- he knows. Did you ask him if he knows? No, Did I you- want to listen to the expert. I want to hear the expert. <laughs> all right, all right. Carry on. Yeah, I'm listening. So they sold off their two most popular and lucrative uh, pieces of IP. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm yeah, relevant. They, <laughs> they sold Spider-Man to Sony and they sold mm-hmm. the X-Men to Fox, right? Mm-hmm. And then when they realized in 2008 that they wanted to start making movies, they're like, well, we're going to make an Iron Man movie. And everybody's like, Iron Man? What pretty drunk? Mm-hmm. But they're like, yeah. yeah, well, we can't do Spider-Man or the X-Men because we don't own them anymore. It worked out <laughs> okay for them, I'd say. Yeah, right. The, yeah. the whole starting with Iron Man thing. But right. Can we but, talk about Robert Downey Jr.? We cannot. That is the wrong oh. topic. <laughs> he, he was uninsurable and he's not part of the X-Men. <laughs> yeah, not even a little bit. So, <laughs> but he was married to Sarah Jessica Parker, wasn't he? I do not think so. Was he? Really? I feel like he was. Before Matthew Broderick. Hello, this is Erica from the future. I interrupt this podcast to bring you a fact check. While Robert Downey Jr. and Sarah Jessica Parker were never actually married, they did date for seven years, from 1984 to 1991. This has been a fact check. We now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast. But she's not part of the X-Men either. Matthew Broderick? Sure not. Neither Matthew Broderick nor Sarah Jessica Parker, as far as I know, are part of the X-Men. But you guys are the experts. Tell me if I'm wrong. So so since we're talking about uh, since we're talking about the movies. Yeah. um, Well, we are. So Okay. Well, you didn't see Dark Phoenix, so this question's a little unfair, but okay. I want to ask you why you think it's so hard to adapt the Phoenix Saga, because X3 The Last Stand was an adaptation of the Phoenix Saga, and it sucked. And so did Dark yeah. Phoenix. They're like, they're like, wait, wait, no, no, we blew it. Let, let's try again. Yeah. <laughs> it was also awful. And like, yeah. I don't understand. That's one of the seminal comic stories. And Agreed. They, they adapted it yeah. fine in the cartoon. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. they just keep blowing it in live action. I mean, do you think there's something specific about the Phoenix Saga, or do you think that they just they're just whiffing it? Hmm. Well, it's a good question. I mean, I, I I haven't seen Dark Phoenix, but I did see Last Stand, and it was yeah. Now they didn't quite make it work, and it is. You're right. I mean that that is the story. That is the X Men story. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's maybe they can't make it big enough, or maybe they can't make it sad enough. I, I don't know. I mean, the Jean Grey darks. Dark Phoenix story, or the Jean Grey Phoenix story is just an amazing one, right? Of this sort of power that's it can't be controlled, and she has the potential to be a superhero, but not really. Right, right. and and <laughs> I mean, beyond her, right? And you know, it's it's got everything, right? It's got yeah. it's got a med's power. It's got trying to learn to control that power. It's got yep. a love triangle. Yep. yep. It's got yep. comedy, tragedy. Mm-hmm. I laughed. Aliens. I cried. I bought a lamb. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, but they just keep screwing it up. Yeah. No, it's a tough one. I, I don't know. It seems like they should be able to get that one. Maybe the third time. Maybe the third time's the charm. Yeah, so... Hey, um, guys, yeah. could you explain to me what you're talking about? Oh, sorry, Stephanie. <laughs> okay, so there's a particular X-Men arc, I suppose, story. Yeah. And it probably was when you were reading the comics, right? 
Yeah, it was for sure. So why don't you tell us? Well, we have Jean Grey, who is sort of the, for lack of a better word, she's sort of the queen of, of the X-Men and Cyclops being the king. They're not really, but they kind of are. They're sort of mom and dad. And Professor X is kind of the, the dude. Grandpa. Right. But he's the one who's kind of in charge of everything. And Jean Grey is, she's great to be around, but she has this Phoenix power that, and the Phoenix power is pretty intense. And she's constantly in the struggle of keeping it under control so her whole body doesn't explode kind of thing. What is the phoenix power? What does that mean? I think it's just like, it's like Professor X's power. It's like all kinds of telekinesis, pushing stuff around, flying around. If you want to do it, Phoenix has got it, right? But Jean Grey is just a human and she's just trying to like make it work. And it's a lot. It's a lot for like this mortal coil for ours of us to take care of, right? And Erica, I think I'm, I'm describing this okay. Yeah, so um, Jean, who I always thought it was kind of unfair, does not have a superhero name. She's just Jean Grey, which also is really terrible yeah. for like hiding your identity. Yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> she has power similar to Professor Xavier. Professor Xavier is a he's a telepath and a and he has telekinesis, which means he yeah. can move things with his mind. She has similar powers, but she doesn't have very good control of her powers. And part of why yeah. she doesn't have very good control of her powers is because she's incredibly, incredibly powerful, much more powerful than than Professor X. But it's exactly. it's the kind yeah. of power that that can basically destroy the world, right? Like she, if if she taps into her full power and she doesn't have control of it, just things can go bad real fast. She could be like the the sun, right? Yeah. And then, and so the Phoenix Saga is really about her powers. And at some point she, well, she dies and then she comes back and she's got these really powerful powers, but she's kind of evil now. Um, right. which is why it's dark phoenix, dark phoenix um, yeah. and so then they sort of all her friends are kind of fighting her because they're sort of like well you're evil now right and it's complicated by the fact that two of the most prominent x-men cyclops who's basically their leader and wolverine who is you know the sort of he's, he's the outsider in a group of outsiders because yeah. you know being in the x-men isn't outsidery enough for him um but they're both right. in love with her so that kind of complicates the situation yeah well wait i have questions is she phoenix because she can die and come back mm. like rise no. from the ash. so what's with the phoenix just a lot of power oh. but but she does die and come back so i i she does I think, well, I think she's I think she's from Phoenix, Arizona. No, I'm just kidding. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> um, I hate Phoenix, Arizona. Their time zone thing is ridiculous. Uh, no, fair enough. Pick yeah. a zone, people. No, right, exactly. They so we don't zone. know why it's called Phoenix. No, but then they don't pick it. Then they just no, they yeah. they picked a zone. They just don't do daylight savings time. Right. Well, then pick a. That's dumb. It's always standard time there. So yeah, so this is Jean Grey. She's the phoenix. She like rises from the dead. She's evil. They have, I mean, it's kind of an interesting, somewhat common problem where your heroes are so powerful that they can only fight themselves, right? Because there's no ah. villain. There's no villain who's like strong enough. And and and, and this seems to. I mean, you watch any of these Avengers movies, their brains get screwed with, and they start fighting each other. But this is kind of an example of that, which is terrible because Jean Grey was awesome, and then she was really not very nice. I like how I like how understated you put that. She goes evil, and you're like, she wasn't very nice. No, she was not nice. 
So this is one of the plots, right? Yeah. Man versus man, man versus dog, man versus Phoenix, man Man versus versus Phoenix, Phoenix. man Man versus Phoenix, Phoenix in high school. It's it's, it's one of the lesser known ones, but yeah, man versus Phoenix, Wolverine versus Phoenix. So sometimes they they have that, but they have it as that. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you some questions. There, yes. There are no right answers, but you will lose points for a wrong one. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great. So who is your favorite X person? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I think I have to go with Wolverine, just from the facial hair, the mutton chop. How often do you see a superhero with that? I mean... Plus the, the blades coming out of his hands, right? Uh, that's, Erica, that's, what do you think? That's, that's fair. a very male I mean, answer. It's a little cliche, but it's, it's fair. So... <laughs> Fair enough. So, <laughs> Erica, who, who is your favorite? My favorite is Kitty Pride, aka Shadowcat. Okay, um, okay. And right. she's cool because she can walk through walls and yeah, she's right. a Jew from New York. Right. Like me. Great. Kitty's like also one of these these characters that kind of has a sucky time of her powers because it's not mm-hmm. like she's solid all the time and then she turns mm-hmm. on her powers and can walk through yeah. walls. She's not solid all the time and has to mm-hmm. concentrate to not just fall through stuff. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Yeah. yeah. Also, she has a purple space dragon. So what? Hmm. yeah, his name is Lockheed. He's awesome. Lockheed like Martin? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so who's my favorite actor? Yeah, who? <laughs> I don't know. Erica, huh. tell me. I can't, t- that's the- I can't tell you who your favorite actor person is well her favorite could be mystique because mystique is everybody right mystique can like shape change into oh, everybody that's, so that's you Romain. that's you then okay that's yeah. me that's true so but, why why are right? so why are so many x-men blue hmm. they're I mean, sad wow that's a good I, question i mean i know why nightcrawler's blue it's because he's mystique's son and so when your mom's oh. blue you're blue but yeah makes but, sense but why is Beast blue? Well, that was kind of an accident, but it's mm. there, there just seems to be a lot of blue. That's a really good question. Maybe hmm. I feel like there was a sale on blue ink and Marvel was, you know, not doing so well when they invented those characters. So they had a lot of stuff though, you know, they were like, well, we have maybe it reproduced. Things. Maybe it reproduced nicely. Yeah, it could be. Could be. I mean, maybe um easier to see, you know, maybe when they're blue, especially if you're like nightcrawler and you're like at night and you well, it'd be harder to see, right? If you're if you were like if you had pale skin, you'd be easy to see. But if you're the nightcrawler, you wanna be a lot darker. Right? Well he it's is camouflage. I mean, He's like dark blue. Right. So that's perfect. Although the is that actual skin color? Yeah. He's blue. Yeah. That's yeah. unfortunate. David. Yeah. David. Da, David. Exactly. Yeah. I was thinking that. Yeah. He's dark. He's dark blue, and he's all, he like speaks with a, a German accent, right? And he smells like sulfur because he's yeah. When he poops, he, he's demonish. I guess. So, so Brian, if you could have a mutant power, what would your mutant power be? Hmm. What would my mutant power be? I do like the teleportation, but I don't like the sulfur smell. So I'm I'm not sure if I would go with that one. Beast has some nice some nice like hanging abilities he's got pretty good sort of feet and hand skills i don't think i'd want to be cyclops because that's kind of a hazard right yeah that one's um, kind of sucky that one's pretty bad wolverine i mean although i said i liked him he seems kind of cranky and i think because he's cranky because he's got all these adamantium he's very bones, moody. Yeah, he's and very he's got all, he's got these razors that come out of his hands like that's not gonna be fun. so but then professor x like he gets to chill out all the time he gets headaches once in a while maybe that's the thing right you get to put a little blanket over your legs and you're like just chill i think i'm gonna go with professor x okay that's a good one yeah telekinesis and telepathy Those are pretty why good not powers. right yeah yeah so when, how about you Erica? who would you be so 
I mean, well, what, would your skills be? what would your skills be? Well, I mean, I definitely wouldn't want like rogues powers because those suck. It's all powers. It's all powers, right? Though, right? Well, yeah, but she can't touch anyone <laughs> without draining their powers and possibly killing them. Yeah. yeah. So that that's kind of a bummer. Um, so it'd be good if you, if you didn't like anybody. That'd be good. That that is right? true. Although I do like I do like the white stripe in her hair. I have to say. Yeah, no, the white stripe's awesome. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I'm not sure I could pull off the Southern accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. What she's like, Storm? she's what like Bonnie Storm? Raitt. Yeah, she's she is like Bonnie Raitt. Storm has really awesome powers and there's not a yeah. lot of downside to Storm's power. I think Mystique's powers are pretty cool too. Shapeshifting would be handy. Yeah. Um, yeah. As would perhaps an invisibility power. Although mm. that's just generally the power that a 16 year old boy picks so that he can right. go into the prompt locker room. Right. But I think invisibility could be handy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's Harry Potter with like the, the cloak of whatever on him so I, I think you want to go bigger than that you know invisibility cloak yeah i mean right. Storm, storm's powers would be really good because it, they they would help in the insurance industry i think true you could predict right. a storm is that why you or, create a storm create a storm, <laughs> create a storm. <laughs> divert a storm oh yeah oh, that's great stuff so maybe don't limit yourself to the X-Men. But about Magneto, if you could like sort of move metal around, there's a lot of metal. I think he actually stopped the Earth from turning, right? Because of all the metal. Like, wasn't that in the uh, apocalypse or something? And he could like fly that? because he repels the metal. <laughs> right. Right. Like, right. What about that? Like, Polaris's powers are pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. She, she could basically like make the Aurora Borealis. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty good. That's, I mean, it's not like, I, I mean, it's kind of useful. <laughs> comes in yeah. there. I don't know if, if you watched the the most recent X-Men television show, which was only sort of an X-Men television show. The most recent one on Fox had, I don't want to say off-brand X-Men, but it didn't have anybody like famous. Oh, interesting. Off-brand X-Men? They didn't have any of the like big name X-Men. Yeah, yeah. As a cartoon? No, no, no. This was live action. X-Men have anything to do with Teen Titans? No. no, not even a little bit because X Men is no. Marvel and Teen Titans is DC. Yeah. So okay, yeah. ignore that. So the show I'm referring to is is The Gifted. So it was on for oh. seasons on Fox. Interesting. It was about a family that had two teenage children uh-huh. that were mutants, and it was in a world where mutants were just totally oppressed. And the the family was the Strucker family, which mm. might sound familiar. If you're familiar, mm-hmm. the, the Von Struckers were their ancestors who were part oh. of Who were the Von Struckers? Well, so they were some X-Men bad guys. Yeah. Ah, okay. It was an interesting show, but yeah, it didn't have a lot of marquee X-Men. Yeah, yeah. There was some mention of the Hellfire Club. It was definitely mm-hmm. related, but... Yeah, no. And maybe that's good. I think in a lot of ways, the X-Men and Avengers type stuff has kind of played itself out to a certain extent. To, to go to the periphery is actually, maybe that's the next place to go. Right. Well, you can tell different stories, right? Because if you if you're using the characters that aren't as well known, you don't feel as locked yeah. in in the storytelling, right? right? right you feel right. like you can change them and not have people throw tomatoes at you. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're absolutely right. They're like locked into a certain thing, but then you, I mean, as you look at like the X Men, which is sort of funny like over time they've kind of like swapped people in and out cyclops seems to be and and professor x seem to be somewhat consistent but there's a lot of people who are in and out of just like there's there's not there's not a core and so you have people like colossus 
who shows up in Deadpool, who's not in an X-Men movie yet, <laughs> might be in New Mutants, but who knows? But there's there are just a lot of characters. You have a, you have a lot to choose from. And I think the comics were just like trying out what's going to work. What are people buying, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, with a team, people swap in and out. Members have swapped in and out of the Avengers and, you know, mm-hmm. those yeah. sorts of things. But I think when, right. when you have a conceit like mutants, it's much yeah. easier to have a lot of characters, right? You know, not everyone can have been irradiated or bitten by a radioactive spider, but if it's a genetic yeah. mutation, you can have lots of people yeah. and they, there can be lots of variety in the powers, right? Yeah. So, you know, it, it opens up a lot of storytelling possibilities, which is kind of cool. And also, they don't have to explain anything. They're just like, oh, they're immune. That's why they can fly or whatever. Right. Oh, please. They don't explain. I mean, it's saying someone yeah. got bit by a radioactive spider does not explain something. Uh, of course it does. Uh, <laughs> it's called the origin stories, Ebony. Yes, like, I know. But it doesn't explain it like that's not an explanation that, that's exactly what it is okay fine it, it, it's it, a cause and effect and, and actually what's funny is jack kirby said hey listen with these mutants i don't have to have a radioactive spider bite all this can just happen <laughs> he right, said that's that. even less of an explanation right like, well, there's, there's no explanation there's these no people, explanation they, they have these skills and, and as erica said it opens up the world like all of a sudden you can have somebody who has these ice powers or who can walk through walls you don't have to explain that they got they were walking through chernobyl and picked up this <laughs> that they're from another planet and the power of the yellow yeah. sun you don't, have to, you don't have to come up with any of that stuff it's just, just saying, they just the are they were just they born just and this is just what happened yeah. they, they were born that way like like lady gaga some... said like lady gaga yes yeah no for Thank sure you. So, sure. okay, so now I have some lightning round questions. This, yes, this yes. lightning hey, can round. I, do I get to pick what superpower? Oh, I you want? want a mutant power? Okay, you can pick your mutant power first. I want to be tall. Mm-hmm. That's, yep. I mean, that's just a normal genetic power, not like a mutated genetic power. In our family, it would be a mutation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that, that's what you want. You want tall as your mutant power? Well, maybe she could go on the stretch rack and like she's stretched out and then the stretch. Ah, goes. tell him. Oh, right? you, you can stretch five inches before you start to come apart we learned that it was only four it's five we learned that at the tower of london yes so so that's a mutant power like you can actually go to six inches yes (laughs) well maybe i'd want to be able to get taller and get shorter because i like being short except for all the times when i can't reach isn't that um isn't there a fantastic four character who can stretch yeah yes mr fantastic right also mrs incredible right right yeah yes what is her name elastigirl i want to be elastic a girl yeah done done okay that's done, a reasonable done. mutant power much cooler than being tall done. yeah okay all right so here's our lightning round question this yeah. lightning round is called two actors one mutant okay don't think too hard about it i'm gonna give like you it. the name of mutant and the two actors yeah. that played them pick your favorite yeah. so do you okay. pick your favorite did you like right. franka jansen or sophie turner uh sophie turner okay professor x patrick stewart or james mcavoy james mcavoy henry mccoy aka beast kelsey grammer yeah. or nicholas holt Oh, the first one. Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer? Fraser? No, Honey McCoy, McCoy. Yeah, he did. Oh, my. He did, yes. Really? You're going to pick Kelsey Grammer over Nicholas Holt? No. All right. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> you shame me into not. <laughs> no, no. It's fine. You can pick Kelsey Grammer. I, every, everyone loved Fraser. It won like 9,000 Emmys. All right. I liked okay. it. Mystique, Rebecca Romaine or Jennifer Lawrence? Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Okay. That's 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 a good choice. All right. And, and here's the hardest one. Wolverine, yeah. Hugh Jackman or Hugh Jackman? Yeah, that is hard. Well, I refer back to the tap dancing. I have to go with Hugh Jackman. I have to. Oh, I'm sorry. The correct answer was Hugh Jackman. 
Oh, I always get that one wrong. I always get that one wrong. Okay. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. No, he's so he's the only one who who played the character in every single one of these movies. Everyone else, you know, had a younger version of themselves, and Hugh Jackman just was like the same dude. Wait, Hugh Jackman played the younger version of himself? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess he's Hugh Jackman. He could do basically anything, right? Yes, but but Wolverine's also a character that doesn't age. Right. So oh, he's ever? basically he must have at some point been young. I mean, I, I, I think he was born fully formed with those mutton chops. <laughs> All right. I can get behind that. Probably not. But yes. And he was also in 16 additional side movies. X-Men Origins, Wolverine, The Wolverine, Logan, The Wolverine Strikes Again, The Return of the Wolverine. Okay. Really? Some of those I made up. <laughs> By the way, Logan was the best of all of those. That was like... The best, I don't know. Who's Logan? Logan? Logan is him. That's his name. Uh, well, oh. it's not really his name, but it's what everyone calls him. What's his, well, what's really his name then? Uh, I mean, his name is James Howlett, right? That's his real name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, why do they call him Logan? Because that's his name. Because he, <laughs> he didn't know who he was, and then he was like, it's complicated. Okay. Yeah. It's because he's Canadian. Ah, uh, okay. Exactly. Well, you can just say that. He's just Canadian. Exactly. Yeah. Logan, Logan is, a, is a fantastic movie, but it is kind of yeah. downer. But it's it's funny because it's a downer, but not like a devastating sentinel downer, right? There's hope and that young girl Wolverine is just fantastic, right? right. You've well, got this hope of like this whole new set of, of, of mutants who are going to just kick some ass, right? Right. So X- there's that, right? X-23, right? So it'll be interesting to see, right? A lot of these movies were, shall we say, not great. So X-Men was a good movie. X-2 was probably the best of the lot. Maybe First Class mm-hmm. was better. X-2, but X-2 was a great, great movie. X-3 was mm-hmm. terrible. Mm-hmm. First Class was really good. I like Days of Futures Past. I know people. some people are mixed on that one. Did you see Apocalypse? Poc- yes. Not Yeah, yeah. Again, I I kept waiting for Lewin Davis's cat to show up. That was the thing, though. Again, why was Oscar Isaac blue? Like, just why? When when is he going to start playing folk music? When is he going to jump in the 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 X-Wing? Right. (laughs) I mean, seriously, where's BB-8? I don't understand. (laughs) Okay, wait a minute. Even I know you are now mixing movies. This is the problem of being like, like the the Star Wars characters in the past have been people that weren't in any other movies. <laughs> when you were actually like like a like a re- recognizable character in like multiple movies, all of a sudden you're like, how come you're like this super villain called Apocalypse? Doesn't make no sense. That's not who you are. You're a folk singer. You're you're Lewin Davis. I'm sorry. You have to go back to where you came from. I yeah. cannot handle you being two different things. I understand acting, but no, no, you but can't. no, but not you. Yes. <laughs> Well, and I mean, what's interesting about the later movies is they just took longer and longer to come out. Dark Phoenix yeah. was delayed like forever. And then the New yeah. Mutants was delayed even longer. It was supposed to come out before Dark Phoenix. And then it's oh it just, and I feel so bad for it because I think part, it was delayed, it was delayed, it was delayed. And then finally it was like, it's going to come out. And then Disney took over Fox and they were like, oh, and it's delayed again. And then finally, finally, it was going to come out this year. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, whoops, coronavirus. Maisie Williams was like, I don't know, like 16 when she made that movie and now she's like 45 so no not really but like seriously she's older she's older for sure yeah that does happen (laughs) so that's not a quality that's just time no so george r R. martin was still pretending that he was gonna write game of thrones books when they shot that's right the new mutants but now is he dead no 
Oh, are you sure? I'm positive. He was the Toastmaster at Worldcon. What's a Toastmaster? So a Toastmaster is, their job is to basically be the host of the Hugo Awards, which he did a terrible job on and the internet completely roasted him for. And to just generally at the con when it's in person, it's to just, you know, it's to be at the opening ceremony, it's to host the Hugo Awards, to just sort of be around. And So he's the MC. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So he's like, who's the guy in Cabaret? The MC, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. So he's Alan Cumming. Got it. Check. Yeah. Who plays Nightcrawler? Yeah, the exactly. X-Men movies. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He plays Rebecca Romaine's son? Yes. That's confusing. <laughs> Isn't he older than her? Yeah. You know what? It's more of the comic book thing. They don't really go into the birth thing in the movie. Yeah, they, they really they, should. They really don't. And, and they definitely don't go. Confusing. And in the movies, they don't go into the connection between Rogue and, and Mystique either. No, no. What's the connection? Well, Mystique kind of raised Rogue. Because. Yeah, it's, it is a lot going on. <laughs> You guys are, I like this whole podcast. You guys are like, this is just too complicated, Stephanie. We just, no, I'm sorry, no, but like, we're just not going to be no, able to explain it to no, your small it's, little brain. It's no. I'm not sure it'd be worth it. Like all the time we spend explaining, you'd be like, oh, well, that doesn't make right. sense. And also, <laughs> if things change in comic book, right? Like it, that's every podcast. <laughs> right. it, it's not like, like with Star Wars, there's like, there's canon, right? And much as like the whole, you know, all all the books were canon and then became not canon and all that like nonsense, they're still like canon. You could still be like, all right, we're just going to talk about the nine movies. Although when I was like, and now let's talk about the TV shows, Stephanie almost quit the podcast and it was our first episode. I was like, we've been at this for 14 hours. I got to go. Well, right. But like (laughs) with with comic books, what happens is there's a team, right? There's a writer, there's an artist. They, They do a run of the comic books and then they move on, right? Just like you move on from jobs every third Tuesday and right. so uh excuse me it's every fifth Tuesday oh <laughs> so yeah. and, and then what happens is a new team comes in and they say you know what mm-hmm. this is my sandbox now and I'm gonna yeah. play it and sometimes they just slightly tweak things sometimes they tell the same story over again with a little bit different sometimes they just go ahead and retcon something yeah. where they're just like no we're changing that so it's it's kind of hard to explain because things do change and and when different writers come in they can totally just mess up stuff and then of course you have the movies and you know the the tv show and and things are done differently yeah so So what's the appeal i mean i and we talked about this a little bit with spider-man but like that would annoy the crap out of me Mm. so i will give you an example high five magazine former sponsor of the show Mm. has this comic strip texan indie well it's not really comic strip it's like a little fictional story in the magazine and texan indie are twins and up until last month they were five six and now all of a sudden they're three and they Mm. look totally different and their sister arizona is way younger it's a new writer it's a new artist and i'm very annoyed and this is something that doesn't matter because it's for four-year-olds when a new writer comes in and if you don't like them you can stop reading that comic that's one option right but you have to remember that these people these writers and these artists they're they're creators they want to do something creative they don't want to just tell the same story and sometimes they don't want to just continue someone else's story they want to invent their own thing then why don't they just come up with their own characters that's the part i don't understand so comic books are kind of like the new mythology right the way that you would tell a greek myth over and over or or fable over and over right but with slightly different stories or 
in high school, right? Like, in high school. why do we keep adapting Shakespeare over and over? Yeah, it's the same. I wish we wouldn't, I'll tell you. I mean, it's the same basic story, but you, you know, you said it in, you said it in Arizona, you said it in high school, you gender full up a role. Wait, 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 but that's the opposite, right? That's telling the same story in different settings and perhaps different characters. Mm-hmm. This is taking the same characters and changing their story. I think that's different. Sometimes you do take Shakespeare and change their stories a little bit, right? They're not exactly the same characters. Sometimes it's Amanda Bynes cross-dressing to play soccer. Yes, but I don't feel like I know Hamlet and I really, really know Hamlet and he has a really deep backstory and then all of a sudden they're like, actually, he's a jock. I'm sure somebody did Hamlet as a jock. All right, fine. You know what I mean. I don't know. I think it's the, I hear what you're saying, but I think it's the opposite. Okay, that's fair. Also, the other piece of this is there's a generational piece of this as well, right? So there's people who started reading the X-Men comics in the 60s, right? When it first came out. And comics were considered and this isn't necessarily the case anymore because now adults read comics and comics are a big business, but comics were considered, yeah. you know, for kids. So yeah. you you read comics when you were 12, 13, 14, 23, yeah. you know, whatever. But then you'd stop reading comics, you'd grow out of them, and then the next generation would read them, right? So they'd be telling the same stories, but it wasn't necessarily the same audience. Well, what was interesting is that the whole graphic novel concept, that became a thing as I was sort of phasing out of it. And that's probably where you jumped in, right? Where it gave it more respectability. Yeah. <laughs> this has been fun. This has been lots of fun. Thank you for including me in this. Yeah, thank you so much for, for coming on and yeah. talking about X-Men. It's cool to talk to somebody who's more steeped in the comics. Like I said, I'm mm. I'm more mm. I'm more movie TV show, although I've read a bit of comics. Thank you so much for coming on. It was awesome to hear about your your opinions with X-Men and, and what you like and don't like about them. It's been nice chatting. So Thank you so, so much to our special guest, Brian. Yes, um, thank you, Brian. I realized that this episode became a lot more of two experts talking to each other rather than explaining the topic to me. But, you know, it's fine. It's, you know, I guess I can just do, go read Wikipedia or something. Do you feel like you don't know anything more about the X-Men than you did when we started? I feel like I know a little bit more, but it just, you know what I know? I think I know that it's very complicated and this isn't as easy as a, there are these four characters and this is a thing that happened to them. There's just, it's a whole big wide universe and it's just, it's complicated. And even if you have knowledge of some of the characters, you're just never going to, it's like the tip of the iceberg, it feels like. So I enjoyed your conversation. I thought it was really fun and I'm glad you guys got to to chit chat. I think you mean nerd out, but yes, Yes. thank you. That's what I said. Yes, exactly. All right. Now, maybe you know a little more about the X-Men. Maybe you're more confused than you were when you started. But either way, thanks for listening. We're so excited. Our listenership is growing and we're happy that you're listening to us. You can find us as always on Anchor at anchor.fm slash r-u-new-here. And you can listen to us on Spotify and Overcast and lots of other podcast providers. If you have questions or you want to correct us about something we said 
about the X-Men that was wrong or maybe or if not you want to fill me in on yeah. what the X-Men actually are all about. Yeah. Cool. You can send us an email at new at mail.com or you can hit us up on Twitter. We are at new here underscore pod. We hope to hear from you and maybe we'll give you a shout out on the show. Definitely. Um, so this podcast was hosted by Erica. With me as always is my awesome co-host, Stephanie. We had our extra special guest, Brian, with us today, our X-Men expert. <laughs> um, and of course, Toby, our intern who works for Treats. So be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode and tell all your friends. It's awesome. Then your friends can know what you're rambling about when you ramble about our ramblings. And it'll really help us out. So thank you. Um, so come back for our next podcast. And until then, have a nerdy day. Have a nerdy day. Thank you.